welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Not just there when it's good or <laughs> when my life is good and when my life is bad, I just have him to like say, uh, please change that and you have to change that and I'm feeling terrible. Where are you or why are you doing nothing? And now it's like the trust thing is for me a bigger part because I didn't really trust him before. I just trusted what I thought and what I saw and not that he's always good and I don't know, my own head was really a big issue there. Okay. That is a big change. Has that had some practical outworkings for you already? Well, you know, now you've done something that you would have not done at the beginning of the school you trusted God in this area where before you would have said I don't think it's God or I don't want to do this yeah and some personal stuff which really impacted me and now I even though I don't have like the I can't change it but I have the peace that it's going to be good hmm. and I don't have to is this I don't want to dig too deep. If it, can you give me some practical examples? Yeah, it's a personal thing, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to dig too deep, but can you give me some practical examples? If it, if it if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But it's more just it helps me understand actually what exactly you are talking about, rather than the general. Um, I'm trusting God more. It's more actually here. The Holy Spirit was saying, "Go up to this person," and before that, I would have never done this. Or somebody else was saying, "Go and prophesy." I would have said, "No, I don't feel like it." And now I've trusted God. Or when it comes to my personal convictions, when it comes to um, letting go of some unhealthy patterns, whether it's sin or destructive stuff, when God said, "Trust me in this area," or just uh, just trying to figure out what it is, which yeah. area it is that you've encountered God as he's actually good. Okay, so when I, last week, we had um, like a Wohnwoche from our youth group or church. So we lived all together and then we had like a worship night and I didn't really... I wasn't too happy at this time, but then I thought, oh, I had the thought that I had to pray for somebody. And then I was like, no, I'm not feeling it, or I don't want to because I'm too, too lazy or whatever. And then I thought, why did I do the school? And then it took me like a minute, and then I thought, oh, just go and do it. And afterwards, somebody came to me and said, oh, I really had this feeling this person needs prayer and then you just went and prayed for him so that was really good to hear then okay so just where you've be- where you were hmm. alright gives me a bit of an idea cool anything else that you've kind of you know at the end of the school now you're drawing things to a conclusion and looking again through what God did at the school and you're like okay this is it this is that some more practicals I did not really take time to think about all that till now but um, that one thing with just going out and praying for people is still not really there for me we only we did it like not often and I don't know. That's a struggle where that I still have. Okay. But we did it and once or twice, and then it was really good. And then I thought, ah, uh, now I'll do it every time I see somebody. But it didn't really work out. Hmm. So is there some? 
is this something that you feel like actually I need to these are some practical things I need to change in my life in the next season you know even though you're not going to be in our destiny anymore but now these are the bits I want to put in place because this is important to me I want to see this change I want to see I want to see myself grow in those areas yeah it's like that when I see somebody and think oh I could pray for him even though I don't know him then I want to do it and not have an excuse for that or don't do okay. it. Okay. Cool. Let people know around you what your intentions are because they will hold you accountable to it. Yeah? If, like, those two guys sitting beside you now this week, they see you walking past a person that is sick, they're like, hold on a second, you told Timo that you want to pray for everybody, you know, that kind of stuff. You go home, you tell your friends, guys, uh, I just, I, I want to get over myself. And so just, um, whenever you see me walking past somebody that needs prayer, don't let me get away with it. So just, you know, set yourself up to be really pushed in this direction if this is something that you feel like you want to change. Because otherwise, it won't. Just Cool. What was the best thing about I Destiny? The church, probably. Yeah? Just the people. That's... You don't experience that often. stuff down because you'll forget and if it's some practical things that you feel like actually I would love to take this aspect back into my church I would love to start this culture at home um, write stuff down now while it's fresh because in three months time it'll be it'll seem a bit like a distant dream and so mm -hmm. Marek what is God doing right now What did God do over the whole last five months? I think a lot. <laughs> so, um, I think what is, yeah, it is not totally new for me to have an intimate time with God, but it just changed. So, the way it is now for me is just more intimate. <laughs> okay. And I really enjoy those times when I have them. And... Um, Yeah, I think I also because, yeah, it was another country um, and another language, I just learned to listen more to people. So because mm. you, yeah, if somebody is speaking English, you really need to listen to him or to her that you understand fully what, yeah, what the person uh, tries to say. And I think... Yeah, I really learned to, to listen better than I did before. That's very wise. Um, and I, I think I, I also learned to... Um, so I often gave advice to guys when they asked me for advice just, just the way I would do it. And um, it didn't really work. <laughs> so afterwards it was often like um, me asking the person so I did it that way so it is possible why could you not do it um, yeah. and yeah we didn't really find an answer and now it's I really know now that I don't have to try to figure out the way I would did it but yeah just to help the person to get into it with Jesus how They together can do it yeah and yeah so I think that's um, a bit in the direction of judgment as well okay um, yeah because you you really felt like I told you to do it you didn't do it and yeah it, mm -hmm. I think it was just not really healthy the way I did it mm -hmm. and yeah Those are a few points. <laughs> okay. What 
was the best thing about it, Destiny? I don't know. <laughs> there were a lot of cool things. So, yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it to live not at home. <laughs> Just, mm -hmm. Was it the first time for you to live away from home? Yeah. Mm. So, my working place was nearly, yeah, it was in the middle of all the places I could work from my bank. And so, it was perfect. Yeah. And so there was never a reason before to to live alone or to live in a yeah just in another community. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed Tom Hockley. <laughs> What's not to like? Yes. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay are there some um, some challenges that you set yourself for the next time you know coming home or some bits that you put in place where you thought actually I really because you must have thought about what life would look like now at home um, you're going to get into these groups again whether it's your family friends whatever it is work and actually I would love to influence them in this area or just maybe set those kind of um, an emphasis on this or whatever you know have you thought about stuff like that uh, not too much <laughs> um, I know I have to do it so to think about all that um, but in the moment it's for me yeah just that I want to bring more love into all of these areas okay and yeah I think I I can really encourage people if mm -hmm. I'm on a journey with them yeah. and yeah I just want to do that more and to yeah just just bring more of Jesus into it all and yeah so I, I don't have one particular thing I want to do but yeah I want to pray more for people want to take more time um, so before I came to iDestiny I yeah, had nearly each evening in the week I had another program mm -hmm. and I never really had time with Jesus it was often just that I said okay I have there an hour and I just have this hour so that should be enough for Jesus mm -hmm. um, but I never really took time off for me to just yeah be in his presence and that's what I really want to do more that's that's very cool are you going straight back to work um, I'm working in August but only in August and then I want to study from uh, October on okay cool where are you gonna study? <laughs> um, it's it's not completely sure at the moment. Um, it depends to Miri, my girlfriend. Um, she wants to do speech therapy, and at the moment we are trying to get the same city. Yeah. Um, and she applied for three different schools: um, Ulm, Freiburg, and Würzburg. And I applied for the same cities. Okay. But yeah, in the moment we feel like it's going to be Würzburg. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Because then you can come and visit us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Boom. Josh, how is life? I mean, you've kind of started school halfway through the school, I think. Pretty much, yeah. Joined, joined the boys on this journey. With your own journey, what, how was the school? What was the best thing? What is God doing? What has he done? All that. Uh, the school is transformational. I just can't find the words to talk about how powerful it is. But um, in 
what aspects or why? Yeah, it's just the teachings, the teachers, the, the love, the grace message in all of its glory, the, oh, the just the getting to know the real Jesus, <laughs> you know? Mm. Getting to know Jesus in a whole new way. Um, and in a just a much deeper way, intentionally having all of this time to just get more intimate with God, you know, it's so powerful. I just think it's it's kind of the the foundation of it all is relationship with Him. Um, I just think that is that's where it all comes from, and relationship with Him is then, you know, understanding how much I'm loved, which is just escalated so much uh, understanding how much I'm loved so so I can do a better job of loving other people um, come on yeah so that's been like obviously the biggest thing is just getting to know God more and more and having all this intentional time to be with him and to see how that looks but as well it's you know the the kind of the challenges that come with everything as you as you get to know something, as you get to grasp something, it's like you just get challenged <laughs> a lot. Like these situations come up in life for you to grow. These obstacles might come in the way. Um, you know, it's just kind of, I don't know, burning away at all the old crap um, with this new love, you know? It's just replacing it all. And uh, it's incredible. It's Have you seen some practical yeah. effects of that? You know, you with your family, for example, or with friends, or like. Well, yeah, just relationships in general. I mean, I've 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 been able to love people very well in the past, but I just know that Jesus's love is the biggest love. Um, and and sharing that with people, um, I'm just trying to think of examples. I mean, there's just so there there are there's there's been so many cases of yeah of just seeing but, it. But is it is it more like you find it easier to forgive? And here are some examples. Or actually, I've become a lot less offended in the first place. And here are some examples. I'm a lot more patient with somebody else, so a bit more long-suffering in... I mean, you guys are living together in the house, so you've got enough opportunities to be long-suffering, you know, with each other as well. Just, what, what is it where you're like, and this is where this invisible love that I'm experiencing, this is where it kind of hooks into reality in my practical everyday life. Well, well, for example, like my relationship with Sophie just feels so healthy because it's got Jesus at the center of it. I've never had a relationship in the past that mm -hmm. has felt, well, I've just never had a healthy relationship full stop. So, yeah. you know, the fact that I've now got this relationship with Sophie that just feels so full of Jesus and so full of, you know, his perfect love is so encouraging uh, to have that as such a, you know, a kind of big centerpiece of my life now. Um, Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, just kind of hearing his will for my life, you know? What he's got planned for my life, what he wants yeah. me to do, which is massively scary. And right now I'm feeling the kind of the fear of change, if I'm honest. You know, I feel I feel like obviously things are changing right now. And okay. as, as much as it scares me, if I'm being totally honest, it does scare me. Um, but because like change because the school's coming to an end well, or yeah. change because okay school's coming to an end he's you know he's given me some things that he wants me to do and it's you know it, it, it means that I'm just going to have to trust him and go with him and mm -hmm. have faith in him like more than I usually would when I'm like okay I'm going to do this I'm going to go and be an actor I'm going to go and work out this I'm you know doing life for myself which I've yeah. done in the past is where I've failed where I've messed up because I can't do it for me I can't do anything on my own I can't do anything by my 
my standards I've learnt that and so I'm, I have got to a place of complete surrender I don't know whether this is life for everyone but this is my relationship with God and where we are it's, you know, it's come to the point where it is all about trust and it is all about faith and he wants me to be completely reliant on him that just seems to be the kind of lesson that keeps coming around and around and around to like different extremes until I'm completely surrendered to him and what he wants to do through me um, so that's at the point in which I'm at now and it is it's challenging and it's scary but um, he's given me so much joy and so much peace through it all as well um, and I just I do go into fits of laughter and I do experience just deep worship and you know it's just the grace is massive thank you <laughs> Cool. That's where I'm at. Those, they're good stories. Thanks, guys. Hmm. Famous last words is probably today's session because it is the last one, and uh, I just don't want to waste it on um, some principles that may or may not be relevant for you right now. Um, have people talked to you guys about just this transition period now into life after school have you had some chats about this already I'm sure you did yeah yeah pretty yeah. much all day yeah just okay but who who by uh, this morning Sophie and this afternoon Linda okay that is amazing because um I mean, you already are a lot more prepared than I was when I left the school of ministry myself. Because the people that taught me about life at the school never left the school. <laughs> so it was very, um, it was a very hypothetical chat that we had. And uh, when then those people left the school, they realized that actually some of the things that they were teaching just wasn't really applicable in, in real life. So you having people like Sophia, Linda, that have been out of school now for, I don't know, three to five years, you know, where there's fruit. If, if it only be six months, then, then it still wouldn't be as, they wouldn't be standing in life as they are doing now. And they can let you know this is, and that's what, probably what they did. This, is, this was really hard. This was really good. This was really important for me. And these are not important for me anymore. The stuff that I thought was super important during the school, now I realize after school, it's not as important. <clears throat> I would love to talk to you guys from a leader's perspective. Um, and if I'm if I'm repeating what somebody else said, then maybe it's important. If I'm not, if I'm giving you the first thing in this in this aspect, then um, so be it. But it's, I mean, it's a little bit different for you, Josh, because you're going to stick around Kingsway, and but. Um, but Timon, you and Malik, you're going to go back to a church that doesn't know. You look very intently, Timon, is it? It's like you love my face so much. You just want to be closer. No, it's just, just, uh, just uh, can't get enough of Timon. But it's not. Can you not hear me? We can hear you, but yeah. <laughs> just pay attention to yeah. my voice. I, I really need to. Yeah, this is it. Um, you're going to come into a church back where people expect you to be a certain way because that's how they remember you. Yeah? And Timon, I know you've been back a couple of times, so they've seen a bit of a change, but they don't exactly know what that is. So they will expect you to be a certain way. And that's I think this is what probably Sophie and... Um, uh, whoever, Linda, um, they, I'm sure they covered that. But, but coming, you, you're going to come into a church where there's leadership that has a certain emphasis on theology and where there's leadership that do church a certain way. They do kingdom a certain way and they do family a certain way. And now you... Um, may have experienced all these bits. You may have experienced Jesus, the kingdom, family, maybe slightly different or completely different. Who knows? And uh, 
and you kind of ah, want to introduce the people now to the new you, but especially the leaders. So when I went back to, I, um, I, I came out of the Lutheran church. I'm still part of the Lutheran church. Um, and then I went to Toronto, did my school ministry there. I stayed for another year to do, um, to help out as on staff as a small group leader. And then a year and a half later, I came back and I went to my pastor there um, and uh, just introduced myself again. It's like, hey, I'm back. This has been my journey. And um, back then, I don't think I was in a place as I am today, but he didn't have a concept of what to do with me. So I introduced myself. It's like, hey, I'm back. He's like, oh, yeah, hi. And that was it. There was no big welcomes like, hey, Timo is back, the most amazing thing ever. The hometown is going to be transformed because a school of ministry student is back and he's bringing back the power of God, the presence of God. He's bringing back the father heart of God. He's bringing back teaching on how he hearing God's voice. Nothing. He was like, oh, oh, oh hi. Th- that was it. There was other friends of mine from the school, for example. They had, they had a position in church waiting for them. That was... Ah. Bastards, you know, just like this is this is what what everybody is longing for, where the church just rolls out the red carpet, and uh, you're like, man, you are the luckiest person alive because the church values where you've been, they recognize what God's done in you, and they're hungry for you to now impart the stuff that you've learned. They even value it so much they're going to pay you to work in church to give away what you've learned. And I envied those guys. Um, and then, then being part of the leadership in, in Kingsway, I, um, I realized that actually it's not really about how the church receives you, even though that's a big part and that makes it very easy or sometimes hard. But it's really about how you guys are journeying with the leadership that you feel like actually you are my leadership I want to submit myself to you not as a slave without any opinion or rights but out of humility knowing that um, I'm going to give you time to watch me to see the transformation in me and I'm going to allow you to be if there is anything that is worth giving away inside of me, I trust that you as my leader will recognize this without me actually having to tell you about it. Um, that's a big thing because often people come back and they demand, you know, just like, I'm back from the school, I want to I teach, I want to lead, whatever it is. And, and I just want to encourage you guys to come alongside your leaders. Um... Invite yourself over for breakfast or for lunch or whatever it is, for coffee, and just share your story. Share, this is what happened. This is what I've learned. And then ask them, what do you think I can do now here in church and help? How can I be part of it? And not not in a which group do you want me to lead. Really practically, um, setting up chairs. I'm really good at this. I practice at Kingsway every Sunday, you know. Um, I can help. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Because to the degree that you display servanthood, I'm serious. This is the degree that people will entrust you with authority over other people. But if you demand authority without having that sense of of servanthood, people will not want you to be part of any of the leadership structure in their church. I can guarantee you that. Um, This is not to weasel your way in. This is a genuine thing. Because if you genuinely want to help, and if they say that'd be really cool, just clean the toilets, help with the kids, you know, maybe help with the welcome team. And you think, come on, I can teach hearing God's word. I mean, I was teaching people how to be prophetic. Don't you know who I am? And they probably don't. Or maybe they do, but want to see actually how much of this stuff is really real. How much has it really transformed you? Because if it's really changed you, you'll be the same in six months' time. And if you are part of the welcome team, then somehow the prophetic will flow out into the welcome team as well. 
because that's where you are. You know, you're going to welcome people and you're going to give them a little word. You're going to give them encouragement, whatever it is. They need you to set the chairs. You're going to set the chairs and you're just going to be the most helpful person there is because that's just what, what servant leadership is. They need somebody to help with the kids and you feel like, actually, for a season I can do this. You're going to just let everything that you know is going to flow into serving those kids. And uh, that will, I'm telling you, that will open up a space for you in your leaders' hearts because they will see that the transformation in your life is real. And just doing this stuff, whether you've been given a place or not. Like, Timon, you want to pray for people? Pray for people without... This is just what you're going to do, you know? You can invite your friends. Hey, Saturday, we're going to go out on the streets. I, I would love to take people with me. But even if nobody's coming, I'm going. And some people will watch you for the first two, three, four times. And then it's really... If you are serious about this, you're going to continue. If this is just an excitement that you have right now, it's going to fizzle out after two, three times. And people will watch you, but especially your leaders. And, uh, and just trust God that sometimes he hides you for a purpose. And he hides you for a reason. If people don't recognize that, that's absolutely okay. Just gives you a bit of time as well to, to land, even though you feel like, come on, I want to give away what I have. But maybe it's just time to just give yourself some time and land. You're going to start new things, whether it's studying or other bits. It's like, this is it. You don't need to step into responsibility straight away. Just learn how to walk out of sonship in your everyday life. Um, but just like... What it said about Joseph, you know, that that there was that God tested him while the word of the Lord was waiting to come to pass. There was just like this testing of: Is this really you? Is this really your character? Is this really your um, priority? And discipleship is a big thing. I I would really advise you against doing something in secret or doing something despite what your leadership says. It's like if, if you want to start a small group, ask them. It's like, hey, I would love to, you know, a couple of people, they're not in a, any groups at the moment, but they were talking about they would love to get together. Is that okay if I'm if I'm gathering at them? And if you just want to maybe be, even be part of this group as a leader for a couple of weeks so you kind of get a feel for what we do, just that's absolutely okay. But I would really advise you against... Um, yeah, being on any sort of crusade where you just do things because this is what Jesus told me and uh, nobody in church can tell me otherwise. That's going to be very, very unhelpful and very unhealthy as well. But that makes sense, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah? Good. Good. How you are talking to people is really just, that is going to be the biggest thing. Just like what Josh said, just this love. And Mark, as well, you saying that, actually, I've learned to listen to people rather than just give them advice. Or Timon, you saying, I actually want to encounter the situations as for what they are. This is a moment where God can intervene. That, that will speak so much. That will just really leave a mark where they know, ah, oh, this, this is it. I want to take a step even further back and just talk about general discipleship. Because that's something that you are stepping into another season in your life now where I destiny was um, a bit prescribed. You know, you, you knew exactly when you had to be where. This is, you didn't really have to, you didn't have much responsibility, not even for yourself. Yeah, you had your book reports, you had a couple of things to do in outreach, but, but more or less, mom and dad were doing everything for you. I'm, I'm just. Uh, I'm, overstating a little bit but it's and now you're going to step into a place where you actually um, how much discipline how much walking with Jesus do I want to what is how much of it is really happening from within me 
And um, I just want to tell you, in the context of grace, but discipleship is costly. Absolutely. It'll cost you everything. I love this. You know, when Jesus called the disciples, he never promised them anything. It wasn't a trade. It wasn't a deal. It was like, hey, uh, John, Matthew, you know, I'm, I'm having this idea. I'm going to walk around for three years. I'll be changing the, 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 the course of humanity. Maybe you want to journey with me. I'll, I'll promise you I'll be looking after you. You're going to get food every day. I'm not sure where we're going to sleep, but don't worry. It's going to be okay. My dad's going to look after this. You're going to learn how to preach. You're going to learn how to um, heal the sick. At the, end of the, at the end of the three years, you'll be known as the, the 12 apostles. You'll be famous for all eternity. It'll be amazing. Would you like to come? No. Jesus didn't do anything like this. He just says, come and follow me. Come and follow me. I mean, they're in the middle. They're literally in the middle of fishing. It's like, just come and follow me. And they left their nets. They left the boats. They were, uh, it just, just picture the scene. You know, here's John and James, sons of Zebedee. And uh, Jesus is like, guys, come follow me. And they're like, dad, goodbye. And just left. And the dad's like, all right, sons, I'll see you later. You know, there wasn't like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What's the point of it all? There was, this is what you said, Timo, before about trusting God. If he says, just do this, then just do it. The only promise that he met, made to any of the disciples was to Peter saying, I'll make you a fisher of men. But that's the only thing. Yeah, there was no career promise. There was no nothing. But it's... Grace is costly because it costs Jesus everything. And I think because of that, because by, because he has provided everything as well, he kind of feels the right to demand everything as well. I love this about him. And it never feels um, manipulative or like a dictatorship. At, no, well not at all. It just feels like the right thing to do. You'll just, oh, this feels right doing what Jesus is asking me to do. Just, and so this, this whole invitation from him, just, just come and follow me. It's, it's radical and it requires immediate obedience. There's something about um, just immediate obedience. When God calls you to do something, when he drops an idea in your mind, when he, when he just he stirs something inside of you, it's not just a thought that he puts in there. With every word that God speaks, the word itself contains the power to make this word happen. Amen? It's... It, <laughs> You need to understand this. When God said, let there be light, it wasn't just a suggestion. It wasn't a job description for some angels to come and make the sun. No. First of all, he made the light before he made the sun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There was light. And later on, he's like, oh, the guys, guys on earth, they probably need a reason why there is light. Let's make the sun. I love this. Just, just read again. He, just, he made the light before he made the sun. That's pretty cool. Um, but... But when God gives you an, an idea about starting something, about investing in something, about doing something, it's not just a suggestion that you can have a think about, maybe work out the concept and then put it into practice. No. In that moment, there's that power of God in there for, for you. There's, there's that grace and there's that faith that rises up inside of you that you put your amen to that and actually... Let me put it the, the other way around. There's a danger if you don't act quickly in obedience, a day later you're going to have enough reason not to do this anymore. Yeah? It's, it's, it's really simple. So just, just there's something about quick obedience. It's just, it's that... Do it. That's, that's all I can say. When God puts something in your heart, do it. Um, whether it's leaving stuff behind, but you, you can't you can't make yourself 
that. You can't change yourself. You can't. You can make turn yourself into something else. But you can say yes to the one that has already done everything, and that changes you bit by bit into that likeness of Christ, that full the maturity of Him. Um, but that requires this radical step of just saying yes to Jesus. Because if you don't make that radical step, you are still following Him under certain conditions, and those conditions aren't set by Jesus. Those conditions are set by you. Oh Jesus, I'll follow you as long as it's in as long as it's convenient, as long as it doesn't cost me too much, as long as it's not embarrassing. Oh, I'll only do that if I if it makes sense. I I only do stuff that won't make me look stupid. Whatever it is, there's still my conditions rather than just this saying yes to Jesus. And that's why I really believe that if if discipleship is based upon you saying yes to Jesus with your conditions, sooner or later you're gonna come to a point where you don't want to follow him anymore, because he's gonna he's gonna demand um, your trust beyond what beyond the boundaries that you have. But if you follow him simply because he's called you. And you trust him that he will provide with more than enough for every situation that he leads you into. Your yes can be a blind yes, because you know that you're following the one who is truly good and truly faithful. Yeah. Cool. Um. still a challenge for me whether there's I find myself in situations where Jesus is just saying now it's time to do this and um, and I'm learning this more and more to because um, because my foundation is the father it's it's absolute sonship there's nothing that that will ever taint that foundation anymore but now building on that as well God is this is a personal thing that he's he's, he's, he's building a sense of awe for him where when he says something he means it and he he if he says do it now he doesn't mean finish your computer game and then do it he means it he means now yeah there's there's still this kind of thing that we think no nah, god it doesn't really matter if i miss this opportunity he's just gonna make another one and and to some degree it's true but, but maturity is this thing of actually realizing that he's very serious about everything that he says and so and and the people that you can see excel in the kingdom, those are people that have just said yes without any reservations, without any conditions or demands on Jesus. They just said yes to him. And I want to tell you guys, this is what true discipleship is. It's not, it's not hard in a sense that you have to deny yourself and you have to do a lot more. But at the same time, I'm telling you, it'll cost you more than other people. It's, it just will. And and there's, it's not because I don't know. It just is. If if you go into university, you'll have to study more than people that do a, that do an apprenticeship. It's it's just that simple. And so this thing of actually, and 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 the kingdom. It's not a, a bit of where you have to. Oh, it's not a, a do-it-yourself, make-yourself-happen, put a lot of effort in, you get more out. That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm just saying there's, there's so many opportunities that God puts in your way every day. But if you don't take them, you are the one that's missing out. I, I think that's, that's all I can say. Yeah. And, and in His grace... He's always providing another opportunity. But sometime, or no, I'm just not even sometimes. In the meantime, somebody else might actually just grow so much quicker, so much further, because they just said yes without any sort of hesitations or reservations. Faith always results in actions, and that's always obedience. Like you saying, oh, I believe you, God. And don't obey him is simply impossible. 
you if you're not obeying him you are not believing him there's there's really then no faith inside of you but true faith is always alive and, and faith that's birthed out of Jesus out of this obedience is just always having obedience as a result at the same time it's you, you can't separate um, faith and actions you can't separate faith and obedience it's it's an instant kind of thing otherwise we'll fool ourselves thinking we have faith but it's like yeah yeah but you know let the actions come but I'm thinking actually no just real faith is alive and, and faith that's alive always has fruit and if there's no fruit in my life it's not it's not a message of condemnation it's a message of looking myself in the mirror in his light and asking myself those honest questions actually where in my life do I have fruit and where in my life do I not have fruit and in those areas Jesus I need your faith because apparently in those areas, there's no fruit. So apparently, my faith isn't really producing anything. I, I, I think I need your faith. And at the bottom of all of this is the foundation of it is discipleship with Jesus. Just obedience creates room for faith to grow. It, it really is like that. You don't feel you have faith? Start obeying. Yeah, start walking in discipleship. I love this. The disciples, they just obeyed. Jesus says, guys, go ahead. They did it. Guys, do this. They did it. Guys, stay here. They did it. It's just in, and in that context, they constantly realized that trusting Jesus is worth it. And, and, um, and it's not about having works in order to conjure up faith. Not at all. This is, this is not how it works. But it's, it's positioning yourself for your faith to grow yeah it's just actually you, you it's your garden yeah it's like if we you read the shack it's your garden and god's like actually if you plant some seeds i'll make sure they grow you're not responsible for the growth but it's like actually would you like to grow some seeds and and one of that is just obedience it's that walking with jesus I'm repeating myself, but I cannot stress this point enough because I've seen this with, especially with students that come out of a context where everything is prescribed to them. Um, you know, this is when you go to school, this is when you have lunch, this is when you got small group, this is when you have church, and all of a sudden you're, you're in a place after school where, again, you get to decide what you want to do, what you don't want to do. And a bit like what you said, Josh, before, like, I can't live life well out of my own. It's just, I've tried and I crashed and burned. And so even just to think that you can walk as a Christian out of your own um, intentions or all of that is, no. It just you're, you're born as a disciple of Jesus. And the beauty of that is he's not a hard taskmaster. He's a good shepherd. Um, but when he, but then when he said, when he demands in that sense something of you, your heart will show whether you're like, yes, Jesus, I believe you, I'll do this, not a problem, or whether you're going to be a bit of a spoiled brat, a stroppy child, like I don't want to do this, Jesus, this is really inconvenient, oh, I don't have time, blah blah blah, what, whatever reasons you have. And so, bottom line is, be. This is who you are. This is not a, yeah, try to be, just manifest who you are. Be a disciple of Jesus. And one of those manifestations is, what's happening? Yeah, you've got all green on the screen. All right. Yeah, it's just your aura showing. Just, yeah. <laughs> and that, that obedience is going to manifest itself as well in your relationship with your pastors, with your leaders. If you walk in obedience toward Christ, you're not going to walk in rebellion toward people. It just is impossible. Yeah? So, just that. That is my big message for you guys. Walk with Jesus. He is your rabbi. He is your shepherd. He is your master. But he's good. He's not the yoke that he puts on you is light. His burden is easy. 
but it is a yoke. It is, sometimes it feels very religious. Sometimes you feel like, God, why am I still stuck in this place? Why haven't you promoted me yet? Why doesn't anybody see me? And it feels like a bit like, uh, God doesn't allow me out of this place. Stay there. Trust Him and trust your leaders. There, there is, I have yet to encounter a rebellion that God is blessing. What were you guys laughing? <laughs> you just, you're so green. You are so green. That is funny. It's weird. <laughs> well, at least now you're paying attention. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's my big point. Obedience. Okay. Yeah. This is not to say you're supposed to disobey God because you need to submit to people. No. But in your obedience to God, submit to people. Yeah. Submit to your leaders. Honor them. Invite them into your decisions. They have wisdom. Whether they agree with everything that you do, whether theologically you disagree, that's absolutely okay. But they have wisdom. Invite them into your process as well where you make decisions. It will make them feel very honored. It will make them feel very safe with you because they realize that you don't have anything to hide. You're just there walking as, as you do. And, um, and if there's anything that they ever want to address or challenge you with, they will know that that's okay because you're walking in such vulnerability with them. And any sort of idea and thoughts that you have where God is putting something inside of you, if you run it by your leaders, It'll be okay. It'll be, yeah. So I think that's that's my thing. Walk in discipleship with Jesus. He's don't 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 ever forget that you're a disciple of Jesus. Yeah. There's yeah. He's not just a thought or an idea that we follow. He's a person, and um, just as long as we walk with him, we'll be all right. So I want to bless you guys on your journey as you, you know, get kicked out of the, the nest. I bless you with um, the humility. What's up again? You've gone purple a bit now. You're like half green and half purple. That's amazing. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit just messing with you guys. <laughs> but I bless you with that humility to submit yourself to God, as you already do, but to trust Him even beyond the bits that are still scary at the moment. And I bless you guys to submit to authority as well. I bless you to walk in humility and in vulnerability toward God and toward other people. I bless you with favor um, that people will really see who you are. I bless you with, with great leaders and mom and dads around you that will even challenge you where you still need challenging. They will address things that still need changing and they will encourage you where you need encouraging. I bless you um, with those seeds that have been deposited inside of you during the last five months for those to grow. Father, thank you that you're the one that looks after the growth. You're the one that, that gives that growth. You're the, you're the one that makes sure that our faith is the, 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 the thing that's alive and that's, that's flourishing. I thank you that we can put ourselves completely in your hands because that's where we already are. Now bless you guys just with a joy and an excitement about what's coming next. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Destiny Podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.